Welcome to the Perspective Podcast, where we embrace open dialogue from different perspectives about entrepreneurship, relationships, and education. And this open dialogue is needed, especially today, as we live in a Twitter finger society where everyone seems to care more about getting their point across than they are about hearing the other person's perspective. If you're ready to grow your business, your relationships, and your personal development, stick with us here at the Perspective Podcast, because sometimes in life, to get to the next level, you just need a different perspective. If I look like what I've been through, I'd be roadkill. Tell me off of the pavement, I'm reeking from the... All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Perspective Podcast. I'm C. Muzan, got T here with me. Say what's up, T. What's going on, family? Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Another episode, season four, in the mix. Hopefully you guys have been enjoying the conversations thus far on season four. We're going to continue to bring more uh, of the stuff that, again, gives you that perspective of, hey, what are they thinking? Or what am I thinking? Or, hey, is, is, am, am I right? Are they right? It's really not about that. It's about how do we understand each other? And we want to keep bringing you those types of conversations as always. So, uh, again, another week here. We're going to talk about something that has been on our radar over this past week and is going to probably continue to be on our radar moving forward. Oh, um, man, I hope not. I hope not, but the way it's shaping up, T, probably, right? This is probably going to be something that we're going to deal with, at least in the near, like, foreseeable future for, for some time. So I don't know that there's an actual solution to it. Um, but uh, out here on the East Coast, where both T and I are, um, we had some weather, unusual, a little bit unusual, but I guess we might not even be able to say that it's really that unusual. Anymore. Well, look, I was looking at some of the numbers the other day. We're like up, like the, the Northeast is up like 200% in some some areas of rainfall, 100% in others. I think like Philadelphia is up like 158%, like, you know, like over average rainfall for the time. New York is like 200% rainfall. So Jersey, like 200%. So it's, 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 um, it's abnormal. If this was a stock, we'd be right. We'd be like running up right now. We'd be feeling good about ourselves, but it's not. (laughs) The 200% (laughs) is not necessarily what we want right now in our life. Exactly. So we're, we're alluding to some of the weather issues that we're talking about specifically on the East Coast, but I know we know have been happening all across the country, yeah. potentially all across the world. We're just not as tapped in to probably what's happening across the globe. Volcano just erupted in Italy too. Well, there we go, right? <laughs> like, we, like we, we can get the headlines, but, but for everyone that's listening, like whether you want to call it global warming, whether you just want to call it unforeseen uh, changes in our global or, you know, our, our, our nation's weather. Um, yeah. There's some serious conversations I think we have to start having around the impact of the changing uh, nature of weather in this country and the, the hurricanes, the tornadoes, the tsunamis, the volcanoes, the earthquakes, the, right, the, fi- the wildfires, the heat waves, the, every, the, you know, everything that we've seen probably yeah. over the past few months all across the country, um, it's really a red flag. And I and and I know T and I were talking about this as we were getting prepared for the podcast. Was like, you know, are there solutions? What what do we do? Like, how do we change this? Is this even on people's radar? Is this something that you think about? Do you think it's just a you know a one off type of thing that you know? Last week we had 
a tornado a tornado on the yeah, East through Coast. Pennsylvania, like, New yeah. Jersey. Yeah, like like a, like legit. A full-on tornado. Like, like my couple my, weeks, I, couple tornadoes in the past several weeks. Yeah, right. I went over my mom's house. My mom lived in Philadelphia in the, you know, the, on the East Coast, basically, you know, the majority of her life, but like at least for the past 40 years or whatever. And never not once has she seen a tornado. And one of her longtime friends sent her a picture, a message, a video of her watching a tornado and like the caption, my mom showed it to me. The caption was like, I never thought in my life that I would ever see the actual funnel of a tornado. And it happened outside of my home, right? Like she didn't even have to travel anywhere to the Midwest to see it. And she said, so think about this for the first time in her life is she's in her, this this lady's in her seventies for the first time in my mom's friend's life. She's seeing a tornado happen on the East Coast. Like, what what has happened? What has changed that, like, over 70 years, she's never seen this? And yeah. all of a sudden, it's happened twice in, in yeah. a matter of weeks? Like, what yeah. are we living through, T? I, listen, I look, the route that I use to drive, you know, to my location, um, I it was along the path of several weeks ago, that first tornado that took out the dealerships and, and a couple of things like that. You saw the devastation. Like I literally drive past that. Like, and so you could see, like, I, I'm from Cali. I'm an earthquake guy, right? Like I'm not like this whole, like it's coming. Watch out, brace yourself. You got five minutes. That, that freaks me out. Right. Like just train. I like earthquakes. Like it just happened and you're in the moment. Like you got to, you're in the moment you do what you need to do and then it's and then it's over this whole like five minute anticipation is like ridiculous knowing the also, whole course of everything it's coming. right it's two miles like, away it's two miles away turning <laughs> left on your street what yeah. like you know what i mean like yeah. that one's a new for me right tornadoes are the one natural disaster that i've always been like i don't know if i i appreciate this one yeah right hurricanes you see them coming yeah. if you get hit by a hurricane unless you were like not dialed in, you probably just decided to like try to ride it out and you realize it wasn't too much. I've been through double digit hurricanes in my life living in Florida. I was there the year nine hurricanes hit the state of Florida and it kept missing Miami. It was like, whoop, whoop, whoop. Was, we... was, I, was I there that year? Yeah, 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 we were all there. Like that was the year I was off. That Not off, I, that was, well, I guess technically, that was one of the years I was off. I remember, cause that was like, um, then on the back end of that, when I came back, that was Wilma. Cause it like, it like, it like straggled a, two school years. And, I remember um, Wilma, I remember yeah, being there. Cause that, we were locked down in the door oh, at that yeah. point, right? <laughs> but you know, but like, at least we knew for a week or so or whatever, like, hey, you know, say what you gonna do? Whereas like these tornadoes, so like I'm driving along this path and you can see where the tornado went across the turnpike. <laughs> and you can see, and you look to the right and you see all the dealerships getting slammed. And then you go all the way over to the left and you can see it take out all the trees. And you're just looking like, holy crap. It literally looks like a train wreck all the way through across the turnpike. You can see it across the turnpike. Sure. Fast forward a couple weeks. There was, so there was a group of houses so that it literally comes across and misses all these houses. And I'm like, that's crazy. It took out all the dealerships and not the houses. Coming now, fast forward two weeks, there's two communities of houses. The now on that same, the other side, 
you see all the houses that got destroyed on this next tornado. So literally this four mile area just got slashed by two hurricanes in the same spot. Two tornadoes, yeah. So like, yeah, sorry, tornadoes, I apologize. Right, so it makes me think, A, is there a hot pocket of something within the weather in this in this area, right? Because you normally see tornadoes in the Midwest, and then they even have what the Tornado Valley or Tornado Canyon, whatever it's called, yeah. which is like you know the way everything is set up there and naturally breed tornadoes. I'll I'll give real quick. I'll let you jump back in. When no, you're I, fine. When I drove cross country, right? Because when I moved from from Southern California out to the East Coast, I drove that path. Tornado Alley, that's what yeah, it's called. Tornado Alley, one of the scariest parts, and I don't really know exactly where, but that going through Kansas yes. area. Yeah, that's it. Uh-huh. Like when you're driving, it was my first time ever really driving that. It looks like you're getting prepared for a tornado. And I drove in the middle. <laughs> like, it was like, I don't know if it was like tornado season, but like literally the open plains, the way the sky is low. I was, I remember driving it like, I'm about to see a tornado. I know I'm gonna see it like and I was like kind of freaking out a little bit because I'm on the road yeah. by myself and like you know there's not much stuff around you and if you do see a tornado and that would have been my first time like in it like I'd be like what do I do like what do you, you go do? you you <laughs> go the other direction not in its path is what I've been told from Twister the movie from 1990 right. <laughs> that's where we get all of our reference from our tornado yes. is Twister <laughs> that listen Twister taught me a lot like I realized okay if it's coming this way then you need to go like that way like direct <laughs> directionally the other way you don't right. need to try to stay in its, its path because right. it'll catch you <laughs> <laughs> but that's but, true man like that's those things like you can see you I, I visually would see like man this is where a tornado could happen but never, yes. never thought on the East Coast. Never in Philly, yeah. right? Not, never in what, what's that Bucks County, right. you know, Bucks Montgomery County, you didn't think would be Tornado Alley. It yeah. seems like the Turnpike now may be becoming this. And in certain parts of Jersey, unfortunately, um, one of my, um, one of my um, co-workers lost their friend in the tornado in Jersey. Like, you know, I had other friends, you know, that lost neighbors due to flooding. From this, you know, from this storm that poured out a lot of rain. So the question becomes, right, like these are our experiences through it. Has the weather shifted in a way that this is the new normal for the East Coast? Because weather patterns change, right? And they're, they're like, they change over time, especially with everything that we're adding into it. We're adding alterations the same way with our bodies, right? Like our bodies start malfunctioning when certain elements get in for too long. Talk about like alcohol, different, like certain sugars and different things of that nature, certain chemicals from things that we eat and consume. If they keep pounding on the, the natural elements of our body, they can literally alter our biochemistry. Right. So the question becomes, is the Earth's biochemistry around the United States altered? And now we have to have new weather patterns that we have to learn over the next 50 to 60 years. Sure. I'm not, I'm not an expert in global I'm not warming. either. These are questions. Yeah, these are questions. And, this is you know, probably like our least, like we're least knowledgeable topic, me and you have the conversation about, but it needs to be had. Absolutely, because it's it's apparent, right? Like we are living in these times. Yeah. So if and again, a lot of what we talk about on the podcast is, you know, just being aware of these yeah. things, right? Awareness, self-awareness, right? Awareness of what's happening around you. And it you can't really get away from the fact that like the weather's changing, right? Our weather patterns are changing. 
yeah whether we could talk about these tornadoes and right is this something that's going to be new for the east coast or just in general like weather in general like i said we, i think we've had like a record amount of heat waves this summer yeah going through like the like the the, the midwest and yeah. and different but, things of that nature um, yeah I, I remember some of my friends out out in seattle yeah. Seattle, Seattle had like three days where it was like 110 degrees or something crazy. They sit up there drinking their lattes like uh, something ain't right about. No, real, real talk. Like, because, you know, I spoke to them up there and when they were going through it for those two or three days where it was like over 109, 110 degrees, the houses in Seattle aren't built with air conditioning, with central AC, because they've never needed that. Yeah, so now, it's cool like, up there. Yeah. yeah. So now, like, really, these for these three days, like, like people's like pets are struggling, like, it, because these houses don't have a, they have to go out and find fans, like they don't even know how to deal with this. Like, parts yeah. of streets are melting. Like, there's there's just this weird stuff happening, and that was for three days in the Pacific Northwest, right? So uh, again, when we talk about all over the country, right, it's just all these crazy mixes of things that we've never really lived through. And they have to be coming from somewhere, right? Or, I mean, otherwise, what's stopping an earthquake from like a, a, a real 7.5 magnitude earthquake from hitting Florida? You know yeah. what I mean? Like what, like yeah. if, if we've never experienced that, we understand Californians are ready, right? People outside of that area, you're ready, right? You feel the trouble, you kind of get it. Okay, I'm living in this place that has earthquakes. But what if you're living in North Dakota, right? And, you, and there's and there's a there's an eight point earthquake. Like what? Like what do you what do, what do you, you don't even do? you don't even know what to do? Exactly. Like you in California, earthquake, you get to a doorpost, right? <laughs> right? Or you or you get out of if you're in an old building, if you can, you can get out and get into the open, right? Like you know, there's certain things yeah. you can do, or are you usually it's just the doorpost and you get into confined spaces that are the structural part, but like right. like you talk about this tornado i was like uh we have no basement i was so i was like uh oh yeah bathroom right like you got you know but then you're like like are you feeling really comfortable in the bathroom what if you live on the fifth floor exactly and you're supposed to get to the lowest point that's like, like the midwest is set up for tornado like they have yes. underground bunkers they like we've yes. seen that like Go into the storage shed. You open the joint up. You go all the way down underneath. Like you're good, right? That's the way to get away from the tornado. If we're not set up that way, we can't get away. Like so. That's not how so. We're what do set you up. do? Like at what point? Like this kind of goes to our conversation before. Like, what do you do to prepare for something? Like it's almost like do you prepare? How 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 hard do you prepare for something that is not supposed to happen? but it may happen and it looks like it's going to happen like from a city perspective like the resources it would take to prepare for the the coulda shoulda woulda like you know we're in the insurance space so we're always thinking about the coulda shoulda woulda right like how do you like how do you prepare for that like i think as a family you got to have a plan right and you got to have a serious conversation with your family that says fire we do this yeah. storm that comes quickly i guess we do this right but that's, but that's like even going down that path see like how much are you are you are you going to prepare them for a tsunami right like right. That, like we live you better swim boy these <laughs> swim lessons is, a, is for right. a reason <laughs> that's the only thing that we can do because we're going to see so many different 
weather patterns and things like and by the way i throw that out there i've said this no pessimism doomsday type thing but we will see a tsunami in our lifetime like an actual tsunami i know we will because yeah it's it's, it's, it's just the way it goes right like i hope i'm gonna knock on all the wood in this house right here this virtual house i really hope that and I hope it's so small or somewhere it's like some island they just got footage and nobody gets hurt. Because <laughs> those are those are ridiculous. Those are ridiculous, but unfortunately, like all it is, right? Like if I'm not it's an earthquake. It's, it's an earthquake. earthquake underwater. It's an earthquake underwater. Yeah. It's they the call plate, it yeah. Yeah, it's the plate shifting under the ocean or under yeah. a body of water. Like and it, it moves it. And yeah. it moves it. And the likelihood of that happening in our lifetime, I believe, is very high. Yeah. So all the things that we're seeing. Right well, we now. did see one. Actually, it hit Japan when we were probably, mm-hmm. hold up, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that remember was, this. Go ahead, I'm listening. That, I'm was, just, that, that was like a few years ago, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, that, that wasn't too long ago, but, it, but, but either way, right? How, back to your question, how do we get prepared for these things? How do we wrap our brain around the fact that we could be living anywhere and be experiencing something that we've never experienced before uh, as far as weather and yeah. what role do we play in kind of fixing this? Do we have the solutions to fix it? You know, people that are, and again, I'm not as educated. I'll go on the record saying I'm not as educated on the global warming topic yeah. and right. Reading what we should do. I remember, uh, uh, Lil Dicky, the, the rapper, like put out this song called earth or whatever. And he was like going really hard about this. I don't know, maybe a year, two years ago. He was really big about it. Like, if we don't save, like, you know, do this to the planet, like, we'll, like, blow up. And, like, he was making some extreme claim of, like, yeah. the next, like, you know, soon. Like, yeah. it's, like, irreversible type of thing. And I was like, oh, you know, you hear it. It's on your radar. But then you dive into, like, what can we really do, right? Like, what is it that we could really do in order to save the planet, right? Is it about the big companies and the corporations and the... <laughs> they just have the money. I think really it's it, they have the money and a knowledge of the fossil, like you know, the, the fossil fuels that yeah. are broken down is used for the operation of business, right? Like if nothing else, just moving materials around and supply. Like, hey, look, hey guys, every time you hit the Amazon buy, you know, buy now button delivery. You're contributing to global warming. Like, right. just know, like, th- there's no doubt, there's no question about that. This is why companies are starting to try to get ahead of legislation that's going to come out to say drones, you know, say drones are coming or what have you. So, you know, so whatever that may be. So just be prepared for that. Be and prepared for that. And, and I I'm think like, like struggling over here. <laughs> <laughs> what you said before, <laughs> we were uh, talking right before, we are like, I hope. Like, because my eyes, for all the listeners that are watching us right now, right? We don't take anything out. One take all, all the time, right? But uh, my this eyes. Let's go here, take it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. We're leaving it, bro. <laughs> nah, if I'm my, like shrinking over here, like, ah. My eyes are watering from allergies and tea. And my, I got nasal drip. <laughs> right. So either way, we're making it through. We're making it through to give you quality conversation on the Perspective Podcast. But 100%. But either way. I think we need to really start start tapping in and thinking about what what could we be doing or what um, what do we need to be aware of in this preparation time, right? If you are a family person, no matter where you are in this country, uh, what conversations now need to be had with your families to make sure 
yeah. you're protected. Like you understand that if this happens, this is what, what we do, right? Again, living in Southern California, I know that's, those are things that they actively teach in schools. I know we talked yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like your kids go to school learning what a, just like we had fire drills, you have an earthquake drill. Yeah, but earthquake drill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you learn what it's like in this region of we potentially could have earthquakes. So this is what, what we do. Well, now you got active shooting drills too in school. <laughs> so sure. that's not, it's not natural disaster, but. But it's another component that they throw in that they have to teach. But like, is it going to make sense that every school adapts a similar, right? No matter, not, not specifically where you it almost are, becomes federal. Right. Like it a be- federal mandate. Right. It becomes like, it doesn't matter what state you are. These are the, these are the uh, uh, evacuation, yeah. high risk, like situations that we yeah. have to train on if there's a tornado if there's an earthquake if there's a shooter if they're right like i think we have to get to that place where now we are prepared because again t i don't think as a society as a nation we're prepared for natural disasters like i don't think we're prepared in the sense of like um like each individual has a plan right like has a game plan like me yeah. and my my wife you know we talk to our kids often um you know about different things but like there's no like written plan like you know what i mean like they they kind of know but it's not even like like hardcore like hey step one step two step three which is like as we talk about it's like yeah we probably should get to that point um as a as a country from a resources like let's go help we're better than most countries right like however if there's like massive New York, massive Jersey, massive Pennsylvania. Now we're having a different conversation. That's, that's a lot of rally. And that would have to have, you know, that would have to happen. You would almost have to get the military, not you would have to get the military if it was like a multi-state kind of situation involved. Like, you know what I mean? Let me ask you on the personal level, like, and for you and your family, but for the majority of people, do you think, do you guys have like a, like an emergency bag, you know how like in, in California, you come from California, so you yeah, know yeah, how yeah, 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 you have food and stuff like yeah, that, right? you know, yeah, we know, gra- grab and go. so we have like the, we have like some of the first aid type stuff, right, um, so we have that in place, um, we don't, and then we have like, you know, make sure things on the windows, they move a certain kind of way, like, you know, to exit quickly, God forbid, yeah. um, but we don't have, as you said it, I'm thinking about my, I, we don't have the clothes, the, yeah. the food, the kids stuff, like we don't have that like bagged up, like backpack ready to, to run. Right. Um, but we keep a certain number of those type of things that we can quickly do. That being, um, that being said, percentage of our country that has that bag, that, that is prepared to that. Oh, country. no, I mean, come on. Like that's, 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 that's got, if, than, if it was 3%, I would yeah. be like, yeah. I would be amazed. <laughs> less it, than 5%. We're going to take California off the board because everybody still has their bag from school, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> for, <laughs> but for everybody else, right, that is a measure of preparedness that I don't think we even communicate. We don't even talk about. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that that is clearly a business idea that we just thought about right there. Right? Well, I well, I was gonna say it's it's funny you say that because when all the earthquakes started hitting, like there were several earthquakes in Cali around like I think it was like 2012, 13, 14, where it was like earthquake after earthquake after earthquake. I had a partner in China and I was like, Hey, I think I want to start selling some earthquake earthquake preparedness kits. And he was like, Actually, that's a really good idea, right? And at the time I didn't have the 
the the the know-how of like how to put it all together like yeah. he had all the supplies yeah. and it was like the resources to grab them put them market them that's a whole nother conversation yeah. but i do remember like the time is the time to from a business perspective is like right after something happens right like like that's usually when people are awake and they're thinking about it you don't sell that stuff in in times of peace because nobody is like ah that's not going to happen you sell it when holy crap this just happened right like you know how many people are probably gonna go grab life insurance right now i know <laughs> like my way, wife was talking about some of her friends that was just like you know i think i should probably have some life insurance you know, and they're like, they, they went through their battle of, with COVID. They went through other illnesses and they're just like, yeah, they're going through the natural disasters. They're seeing people around. They're like, yeah, you know, it's, it's probably about that time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, uh, what's the saying that I often say? Um, fear sharpens listening. Fear yeah. sharpens listening. Right. Yeah. So like when people get fearful of stuff, like they're way more in tune to hearing things that they yeah. need, right? That they yeah. need to hear. Like they'll take that message of like, oh, I think this is the time I need that because they're in fear mode, right? When people aren't in fear, a lot of times they're just doing what they want to do, right? But this is specifically the reason why, like we always are talking about preparedness because it doesn't have to be that something happens for you to get prepared. Like, you got to stay prepared. You got to know that things like this can happen right now. Yeah. If we're talking natural disaster side or whatever the case, like you got to think about it. One of the things that I love about my, my, my wife, <laughs> it, it took me some time to get used to, but she's like, that's her nature. She's prepared. She's prepared for the disaster, for the catastrophe, for the thing, right? Most people don't have this. Like we have a little thing inside the glove compartment or the little center console of our car that's like a hammer, a lightweight hammer. To break the window, to break, yeah. To break the window in case something happens. And it also has a little thing that you can cut your seatbelt. Seatbelt, yeah. Right? So it's like a device. And, I'm, and you know, she had it. She's had it for six years. So I'm like, what? why do we have this? She was like, you don't know? Like, if if you ever get stuck, you can bang the window. The glass will shatter. You can cut your... I was like, oh, okay. Like, I don't ever think that I'll, that'll happen. But we're prepared. Yeah. We're, we're prepared because she thinks that way. And I don't think most people think like, okay, <coughs> in that scenario of like, do we have an emergency bag? Do we have all of our doc? You know, people don't think of the things like, oh, I'm going to have a fire in my house. Yeah. Right? Do or, you have a fire safe? Yeah. Have, right. Do you have yeah, a fire yes. safe? Do you have all your documents somewhere? Do you, do you have the clothes bag? You know, they ask that question, like, what are, if your house is on fire, what are the two things you would grab or whatever? Like, do you actually know that? Like, I know it's kind of hypothetical. But like, yeah. do you know if like something crazy just happened right now, what would you grab? What do you need to survive? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. that preparedness with what we're seeing with our, with just the weather, which right is just acts of God. We can't control this, this weather stuff. Yeah. But are you prepared or are you putting your family in a, right, in a tough position <clears throat> if something were to happen? You know, and I think these are things that we just have to we have to really pay pay attention to and start to have some solutions for. We will start selling those emergency. Yeah. Just so you know. Well, like well what's idea. funny is like it look, it's like the military, right? And in military and business, when you already have a plan in place, when chaos starts, you 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 fall back to your basics, right. you fall back to your training right? Like you, you, your body reacts like naturally. Like I think about like times where I've even, you know, going back out and play a little basketball. There's some things that 
my body starts doing before my mind even catches up. Like, I'm like, whoa, I just, I just did this or I did that. It's just second nature at certain points, right? Like to do certain things at a certain level, at a high level, you fall back to them. So that's what it is. It's the preparedness. Same thing. Like we're talking from a personal note, but your business as well. Like my shop, you know, there are certain parts of my shop that were a little bit lower flooded, right? There's thousands of dollars of inventory that got to be replaced from our vent from, from our partner vendor, right? Like there's a lot of things that happen. And I was like, we were talking, you know, me and Chrissy was preparing like the time, the flooding that happened, they took photos from my shop and where I parked my car. And I remember being like, yeah, I should probably get going. It looks like it's going to rain pretty hard. And I don't want to have to get stuck on the turnpike anywhere. They took photos and there was a Jeep flipped upside down in my parking spot in the floodwater. Wow. And I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. I'm like, that's, that's my parking spot. That's where I just drove away from a few hours before. Had I stayed, it probably got to the point where I would have probably been like, you know, I don't even think I could drive. I need to stay in the shop and ride this out. Well, I would have rode out a hurricane, not a hurricane, a tornado, and would have been sitting there looking at my truck float down the street. <laughs> I would have went back out like, where's my truck? Right. <laughs> so you have a plan. If you have a plan in place, it makes life so much easier you go to your plan, it triggers for you, and you move forward from there. Cool. And that's really where we are. Your business as well. Like, so now, like, my CEO is gone. Like, he's out of town. And he's like, Terrell, you know, you got it right now. You know, you and the team, nothing will happen. He leaves this massive flooding, all this inventory loss. And and he's like, all right, I'm not there. So then I can do about it. What you guys going to do? And now I'm like, well, what are, what's our flood insurance? What is this? Do we have this insurance? You find out a lot about what you do have when something happens because your insurance company will let you know. Uh, we're going to protect this, but we are not protecting that. This was, you know, you know, you, you don't have this. This is excluded, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So even as a business, you have to consider what happens is all your inventory is gone. Yeah. What happens when your employees can't get across the river? can't get across the bridge. How's your business there? What happens when you get an influx of business and you don't have the demand for it? These are also the secondary ramifications of massive natural disasters happening that you have to consider as well because we talk a lot of business on this podcast. So what happens if you lose all your inventory? Are you protected? Is it insured? What about your employees? Are they the meat and potatoes of your business being able to make it? What happens if they can't work? Can you switch virtual? Can you still support your customers? There's a lot of things that business owners have to think through that you naturally won't, especially being in Philly with flooding. Come on now. I know. Or Philly or anywhere, New York, like, you know, all the places where we are, New York, Philly, Jersey, like, come on. Or sure. anywhere else, heat yeah. waves, Seattle, yeah. the buildings melting. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. imagine that. Like, uh, is, does this cover all the insurance? For real. Man, we didn't even talk about uh, the hurricane that just hit New Orleans, right? Like, Well, yeah, we're talking about the ramification. <laughs> we're talking about the back end of the hurricane that yeah. just hit New Orleans again. Yeah. Like, Ida, this was, we're talking about the, 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 the back end of Ida. We didn't right. even talk about the front end of it. Right. We didn't it actually talk about New Orleans. When it hit New Orleans. And they're still underwater and they're still struggling and they they still need relief, right? It just so happens that this isn't the first time, right, that they've seen 
something like this. And again, that's kind of the place where hurricanes, uh, a place where hurricanes happen. So this isn't necessarily new, but again, the strength of these things. They're still the recovering from Katrina. I know. The strength of these storms, the magnitude of them, where it puts a family, where it puts a business, right? I'm glad you brought in that business point because, you know, we talk about, again, people's preparedness to be able to pivot, to be able to change. Yeah. Do you factor in the natural disaster, the, right, the catastrophe in your city, the, right? Do you factor that in? And a lot of, you know, where my brain goes, and you kind of mentioned this earlier, T, is, you know, do you have insurance? This is what insurance is for, right? Insurance in general is to, right, it's to mitigate the risk. It's to mitigate the risk. That's really what insurance, all insurances is about, whether you have flood insurance, whether it's car insurance, whether it's life insurance, whether it's disability insurance, it doesn't matter what type of insurance, insurance is meant to mitigate the risk. The reason you have disability insurance is to mitigate the risk in case you get disabled. Yeah. We know people that this happens to. So it is risky. If you have no insurance, you are betting on the, you can't mitigate your risk. If you, something happens, it's just the way it goes. Yeah. Right. Life insurance. It actually mitigates the, the risk of you losing your income, right. Of you passing away and your income no longer being here. That life insurance is supposed yeah. to do that. Flood insurance, car insurance, right? We keep going down the path. But are you prepared as a business? Does your business have proper insurance in case something happens? One of the things I always, you know, I, I've been, co- you know, I coach a bunch of people. They want to make money and grow and all that stuff. And the real estate side becomes real, you know, attractive to people because it's in a lot of people's faces and things like that. And I often tell them, like, you know, when you go down that, that tenant side, that landlord tenant side, you know, like you're going to have to have an attorney and you're going to have to have right insurance on your house. Like, yeah, someone will try to sue you. You know that, right? Like, and people don't think of that side of like how to mitigate risk, but like we've, we've been there and I've seen it happen for other people that like you have someone come on your property because you're a landlord now because you want that rental income because you think that's the way to go. And all of a sudden, on that icy November, they slip down your stairs. They are suing you. They are suing you because you are the landlord. Like they're not going to be like, oh, it was my fault. I didn't put salt on the steps. So that means that, no, 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 they're going to sue you. And then what do you do? If you don't have an attorney, if you don't have insurance, if you don't like you're going under, they're going to, they're going to come take your money. Right? Like, and that is mitigating your risk on that side. There's all these different areas. But I feel like, again, a lot of people put their head in the sand and say, you know what, maybe this isn't, I don't, ah, this might not happen. I can, I can manage it. It's like, well, no, like now we're seeing anything can really happen. So are you prepared? Yes. Like this, look, it's to be properly insured in all the areas of your life can, can feel expensive. I'll, I'll say it that way. I think that's the proper way of saying it. Because I don't I, to say it is expensive is like saying, well, if all if these things happen and what you get back, you're like, no, it wasn't that expensive to pay fifty dollars and I got two hundred thousand back for X collapse, right? right? Right. So we all understand that, but it can feel expensive in the moment because, <clears throat> excuse me, because you don't see the result of insurance immediately. Right. Like you go buy a car, right? You sell cars, a lot of them. And you go buy a car 
when you give me the money and you sign a contract, you get to experience your car immediately, right? right? Immediately. Whereas with insurance, you don't experience it until that thing happens, right? And the way insurance is structured, it's probably likely that that won't happen, at least won't happen for a while. (laughs) Like that's how insurance is really set up, right? So you got to trust that you are giving yourself peace that when it does, in some scenarios like death, right? You know, like it's probably going to happen more than likely, right? When death happens, right? Or whatever else, you are prepared for that situation, right? And you're there. And this is like now with all these natural disasters, car, car insurance, all kinds of things come into play. Like how many houses did we talk about got flooded out? Like I'm in the world now where, you know, we're there helping people with homes, HVAC, plumbing, and now people that didn't have the money have to replace their water heaters, right? Got to replace their sub pumps and different things in their house, AC units, furnaces that were in basements that flooded out, right? Like in different things of that nature. And you got to be prepared for these things when they happen. And also when these things do happen, as you're prepared for them, you have a plan it makes the process of coming back and rewinding out of it, the natural disaster and, and moving forward um, so much easier. So that's really what we want to have this conversation about just around like the perspective podcast, like, what are you going to do? Right. Like, like, like we can't assume, I think that's the main point you kept talking about was you can't assume this can't happen here right. with tornadoes. Right. And so being prepared is actually a competitive strategic advantage. Yeah. Right. Like it actually is because you can recover quickly or you never even have to recover. Think about how many people the pandemic. If you are already leaning towards virtual with your business in a space that was need a knee and you were already virtual. When people said you can't meet anymore, you didn't have to like, "Uh, what am I going to do? You literally was like business as usual. It wasn't even as usual. It literally wasn't even a thing. Right. You're speaking to our business. It wasn't even a thing T. like it was people don't know. I I try to tell I've been doing Zoom appointments for four years at the time of recording. this. I've been doing Zoom appointments for four years. So you were three years ahead. Yeah. Three. Well, two. Yeah. Two and a half years ahead. Yeah. Right. Like I knew that this one, I knew it would come eventually. But two, it was actually my business. I had clients in California and I moved to the East Coast, right? Like yeah, I had you weren't going to spend out. the money flying around. Yeah, I had to figure out like how to do it. And I knew it was possible. And then like kind of the market came to us, but we were prepared. We were, we were moving in that direction, right? And the thing that keeps popping up is like, I want, wonder how flexible people are. This goes back. I always want to think this is that employee entrepreneur mindset thing, right? Get back to one of our deep rooted topics here on the yeah. perspective podcast, right? That employee mindset, entrepreneur mindset is, and you know, your CEO came on and talked specifically about just taking ownership of things. I think with all of these changes, the entrepreneur mind is just taking ownership of all of the things that could potentially happen to them and their family and now covering their bases, whether that comes down to how you're making income because we saw the pandemic. Now you're like, okay, I can maneuver here. Let me do some of this, okay? Whether it comes to your safety and security, right? Even throughout the pandemic, the amount of people that taught their children or, or got a gun in their family or taught their kids how to shoot 
or touch yeah. this, right? Some some life skill that yeah, we yeah, thought yeah. like we needed to like maneuver into. Yeah. The ones that are like high up on that entrepreneurial ownership side are just doing all of it, right? Like me, right? I'm doing, I'm taking control of school, of eating, of yep. income, of right now protection. Like we're just going to take care of all of this stuff. And I think some people are like slowly getting in and saying like, okay, I guess I could change this, but we're seeing change is the only thing that's constant, yeah. right? All these changes that all these moving parts, you just got to start taking ownership of like, all right, what am I going to be responsible for and going all in on that part. And part of it's going to be your protection and your safety of, of your family. Other side could be income. That's your business side, right? Like you have to take ownership of this stuff because we're seeing like, we have no idea of what's going to happen. So we can't yeah. be left out in the open, right? Without a plan. So I think it really comes down to that ownership side of things. People really have to dive into ownership. I agree, man. I agree. I like that. I think that's a great place to put a pin in that because that's what we're saying. Yeah. Like that's what we're saying. That's what, you know, <laughs> the nature is saying you better, you better be prepared. Yeah. Right. And, and even ownership of, like you said, we don't, are we causing it? Are we the solution? Like, I don't know. Like, are we causing, are we the, are we the problem? Maybe. Right. Maybe so. A lot of scientists say we are, then if that's the case, then what are some of our solutions? Right. How right. can we do some things? And then there's some people out there that also think that the government controls the weather and these are all experimental um, storms that have been um, artificially created. But that's another topic for another day. But oh, I didn't want to throw that topic. out there. I want to throw that out there for all those people that have that perspective. I haven't forgot about you. I heard what people say. <laughs> so we I just have be. to throw it out there. It's a perspective podcast. Like, I, get it. I don't want to speak on it too much because I don't have nothing to say about it. But I do want to put their perspective on, on, on the record. We'll put the perspective on the record because we know that, again, people are entitled to their opinion and their perspective of things. But hopefully, you know, <laughs> hopefully somebody, somebody will give you some information or some insight to know that, uh, only God controls weather, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't even know how else to put that to anybody. Like, that, that's not a man. I don't know that weather's man-made. But again, if that's your perspective, it is what it is. Maybe we need to have the conversation and you can enlighten just, me on the other side. So I just don't. I just want to make sure we cover all our bases and we stay true to the perspective podcast. <laughs> that's right. All, all perspectives are welcome here. All perspectives. So uh, but again, T and I want to hear your perspective. You know, we're, we're joking about it, but we, we really do want to hear your perspective. You know, once we go get hit up with thousands of comments yeah. about, no, for real, let me show you this. Go read this book. Yeah. And yeah. we're going to go down a rabbit hole. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, we'll, 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 uh, step our toe in it to here, but we're, we might not go all the way down that path, but regardless, we do want to hear from you guys. Again, yeah. what are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on global warming or can you and you know enlighten us on what we should be doing if you have a solution because obviously this is one of those topics t and i don't have we don't have a solution to this like this just popped up because it's been on our radar and obviously you you all have been dealing with it and probably you're part of where you know part of the country it, all these things are happening are there solutions what do we need you know we're going to fall back on the preparedness and what you can control and so you know always recommend those types of things that we talked about do you have a personal bag do you have a plan evacuation plan do you know do your family does your family know what to do but do you have other solutions how do we fix this we want to hear send us a message dm us comment on the post like and share it so other people can hear 
yeah. also, right, like, let's, let's engage because this is something that we can really come together. And the more that we have bright minds and different perspectives on it, the way that's how we get to solutions. Yeah. And that's how we get our families to be the most prepared um, as possible. So that's it for this week, guys. It's a good one. It's been a good one. It's a good one. It's something to think about. I'm already like, dang, man, I got an extra backpack up there. I'm about to go prepare. I'm about to go pack this thing up. Real. Put some canned goods and some, some pants and stuff in there. It's a weather resistant stuff. I'm literally like looking at right now, looking at a bag. I'm like, yeah, I got an extra bag. For real, man. Like this, this is the time. This is the time to get prepared. Um, because we're doing this for our for our families, right? We're doing it for our families. So uh until next week, guys. We're going to sign off for this week, but give you something to think about. DM us, hit us up. We want to hear your, your thoughts on this topic. And maybe there's some way we can collaborate and come together and do something to really change the world, change our uh, society or change the global uh, landscape of weather and, and, and what's happening. So until next week, signing off Perspective Podcast. Talk to you guys soon. Peace.